from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The way this works, Dennis throws everything he can at me. Sports takes, predictions, ideas, the kitchen sink. And I tell him whether I'm copping or dropping. And sometimes we uh, we discuss. Okay. First one's first. Brian Burns will be traded before the Panthers play their next game. You copping or dropping? Trade deadline oh. is not until 4 p.m. on Halloween. Okay. So, so the Panthers will have a game before the deadline. Um. So the question is, or copping um, or dropping, Brian Burns will be traded before the Panthers play their next game. Which is Houston. It is. I'm going to say drop. Oh, okay. I just... I don't think they, like, there's no reason to rush whatsoever, right? Uh, Your season's already kicked. So you're not worried about bringing back someone that's going to contribute this year, right? If if it was like a swap of talent for talent, player, uh, you know, you have a surplus at one position and you're trading for a, uh, uh, you know, a, a position of need, that's one thing, right? But if you're trading for the future, why why move quickly? Especially when you're the big domino. Brian Burns is the big domino on the trade market. He is, right, there's no other move that could happen that would, like, fill the hole, right? If if you're interested in trading for Brian Burns, you're not like, oh, uh, we made an offer, they're, they're still thinking about it, so we're going to fill our edge rusher with Frank Clark, and then we won't need Brian Burns. It's like, no, if you get, if you get Frank Clark... You still want Brian Burns. There's there's no top 20 edge rusher that's going to become available and fill that. So I think they can be patient. I think they should be patient. And I think if they if they make a deal happen on deadline day, that's about the timing I would look to do. Uh, you know, would, would say 4 o'clock on Halloween? Yeah. Well, you know, do it in the morning so you can be home to, you know, take the kids trick-or-treating by, yeah. by that night. But wait till the 31st if you need to. Make, make teams desperate. And give, Sometimes that desperation can drive up the price. And give teams all the time to talk themselves into outbidding someone else. Yeah. Right? Let, let, let's say the Ravens are, are rumored to be in the mix. Let's say the Ravens make you an offer of, you know, a, a first rounder this year and a second rounder the next year. Okay? You know, give the, the Browns time to go – Ooh, the the Ravens. Mm, I don't. I don't want them in our division. Fine, a first, and two seconds. Like give, give them, give them time to do that because you know there's no reason not to. Look at the Ravens and say we might accept it at the at the wire, or uh, we'll get a better deal. Unless you up your deal, right? Just just sit there and play the game, right? Hang up on a few people. How about it? Make them call you back. I, I want to be in a war room of an NFL team on the deadline so badly. Just, I want to be Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill sitting in the room in Moneyball going like, get Shapiro on the line. Get Steve on the line. I, I just want that to happen. Anyway, I, I could, drop it. I could see it before the next game because if you have the fear of him getting hurt, then you're going to get nothing. Uh, yeah, I think he might, you know, get an illness on Friday. The potential. And then, oh, he's not going to play on Sunday. You know what I mean? That, that kind of deal. He sneezed. <laughs> yeah. Put him I, on IR. I, our, our, for some reason, our trainers won't clear him. Yeah, right? They said they didn't like his gait walking through the, the, <laughs> right? the, the facility. All right. 
Jeremy Chin and Derek Brown will also be traded before the Panthers play next. Is that either or both? And or. I think Jeremy Chin will Derek Brown not. What's no. the what's the the is that a cop or a drop? Well, I'd say before the trade de- uh, before the Panthers play next. I think Jeremy Chin will be traded before. Okay. I don't think Derek Brown's going to be traded. Okay. Um, I think they like him. I think they can get enough back for Brian Burns to feel like they're resetting, uh, and and they don't they just don't want to to bail on everything. So you don't think they're going to trade Derek Brown at all? I don't. I th- I would if I were them, but I don't think they will. Uh, you know, I think if you're you're Evero, you're standing on the table in that room going, I don't want to play the rest of the season with no above average people. Right. Like JC Horn's gonna come back, it's gonna take him some time. I think Dante Jackson has a good chance of being traded. Pretty much everybody else is banged up. Like yeah, I'm not gonna my best defensive linemen are not gonna be gross matos. And and, and Amari Barno and Amari Barno and DJ Johnson. I Gosh. just ref- I refuse, and I think they'll listen to him and go fine. Keep Derek Brown, but we're still trading Brian Burns. The final name, Justin Houston. Yeah, I think he's going to be traded. Yeah. So I'm copying that also, just because he's not playing, and he doesn't want to stick around for a losing season. Yeah. Like he, you know, it's like either let me go home and just hang out with yeah. my family. I'm whatever he is, 35 years old. Something uh, like that. Or send me somewhere where you know there's a chance I can have my family out there under some confetti later on in the uh, in the season. Because right now it's just what are what are we doing here, right? We're just we're just being sad in the same room. Like well, at least let one of us go be happy. I've earned that. And right, remember, uh, was it Justin Houston and Frank Riker boys, right? Yeah. So so you know he knew as soon as he got the call, he's like, All right, I'm going to play for my guy Frank Reich. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're buddies, that's also kind of reason why they can have the honest conversation of like, hey Frank, yeah, hey, we're gonna be friends, right? When we bump into each other for the rest of our lives, we're gonna get a beer, we're gonna have a good time. But for right now, ah, why don't you let me? Why, why don't you let me go to a contender? You're getting the Christmas. Card, maybe, right? maybe, yeah, maybe I'll get a, a fifth rounder back for you, contingent upon how I play. That's better than nothing, right? Come on, Frankie. Think anyone calls Frank Reich Frankie? They should. They should. Frankie, come on. That's what I would do. All right, we're going to switch things over to a little ACC football. Coppiner dropping. Riley Leonard plays this weekend at Florida State. I'm copping it. Okay. Um, it's a big game. Huge game. And it's it's huge for so many reasons. If Duke wins, they become a college football playoff legitimate contender. Florida State, it, it, it'd be just another feather in their cap to the point where you know, they can start, you know, banking on being able to lose a game, you know, losing the ACC championship, something like that, and still be a lock for the college football playoff because of the quality of wins they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you include LSU early, when you include uh, a, a game like Duke, some of the ones they have remaining on their schedule, whoever they play in the ACC championship game, you know, it's ironic because the thought with Florida State wanting to leave uh, during this past offseason was, oh, you know, the ACC, it's not good enough. We don't get the quality. Of, their schedule is going to be super legit by the end of the year. Yeah. They're going to have a bunch of top 25 games. They're, they're going to, like, there's no, oh, they did, they only played the ACC. It's going to be like, holy cow, they played the ACC. Uh, so just want to point that out to, to FSU fans everywhere. I find it interesting that the biggest game in the ACC this weekend is Duke at Florida State, and it's not Clemson-Miami. Yeah, like Clemson, Miami plays this weekend, and they're just like buried on the ACC network. Name, image, and likeness money. How about that? Right. Spent a lot of money, didn't you, Miami? Spent a lot of money, didn't you, Clemson? 
Although Clemson doesn't hit the transfer portal. That might be an well, issue. Well, there's that. Um, but still, I would have thought at the start of this season, looking at everyone's schedules in the ACC, I would have thought that Clemson-Miami, this had both these teams played up to expectations, would have been the national spotlight game. But it's Duke and, and Duke and Florida State on a national primetime game. Duke once again in a national primetime mm-hmm. game in a game of significance and one that matters, another top 25 matchup. And, and that's why part of the reason why I think they do, like, if Riley Leonard is 80%, you play him. Uh, the other thing is he was, wa- like, watching him walk around pregame and throw pregame and laugh uh, during the, the NC State game the, this past weekend, um, I don't know. It's a gut feeling. I don't pretend to be a doctor. I did not stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night. I do not play one on TV. But if you're around football enough, you start to see the gate of someone who's like, there was no chance I was going to play this week, but there's no chance I'm not going to play next week. Like, it's just, okay, you're a week away, right? The the confident walk, the not, there was no uncertainty around him. He was still super involved in the offense. It just looked like the, the saunter of somebody that was, my boys are going to take care of this week. And then I'm back next week. And, and again, just a gut feeling, not a doctor. But I would be very, very surprised if Riley Leonard didn't find a way to be out there playing playing for the Blue Devils against Florida State. All right, next one. Wake Forest will miss a bowl game. You're copping or dropping. They're 3-3 three and three right now. 3-3. Three and three. I need to see. They I'm have gonna... upcoming games against Pitt this weekend. Then they're, that's a home game. Home against FSU. At Duke. Home against State. At Notre Dame. At Syracuse, the remaining six games, you gotta they got to find three you gotta wins. Find three wins. Um, shoof. I think I have to go. I think I have to go. No. So you're 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 copping that they're going to miss a bowl game. Yeah, I think there's three games. I mean, you have to find three wins. They play three of the top sixteen teams in the country. So you'd have to win every game that is not against Florida State, Duke, or Notre Dame. So uh, Pitt, NC State, Syracuse. Yes, and and well, I think it's plod like individually they could win all three of those games, but winning each and every all three of those games, I think is is a long shot, right? It's I think they could beat Pitt. I might even pick them to beat Pitt. I think they could beat NC State, especially if the offense can't get rolling. I think they could beat Syracuse, but to say they're going to win all three of those with no margin of error, I don't. I can't. I can't say that. Um, and I don't think they. They. I don't think they beat Florida State, Duke, or Notre Dame. I'm just I'm pretty confident in that. So it's. It's tough, right? When when you lose a game against Georgia Tech, uh, when you lose a game against Virginia Tech, it, you just you paint yourself into a corner, and now you have to scrap, scratch and claw, right cornered animal. You have to do all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Wake Forest, but I don't see it happen. Okay, next one. Final one here, actually. Let's do it. Last, last, not, last but not least, save the good one for the last one. This will lead into our next guest. NC State football will make a bowl game. You're copping or dropping. Four and three on the year. They got a bye week, which helps. Which is so desperately necessary. But they're home against Clemson in, on the 28th, home against Miami, at Wake, at Virginia Tech, home against North Carolina. Got to win two. Got to win Wake Forest and Virginia Tech. Uh, I... I I'll put it like this. Uh, one of my coaches used to say uh, a bye week always comes when you need it. And then the counter was, well, that's because you always need a bye week. 
Like no one's ever come to a buy and been like, you know what? I don't think we need one. Like it's <laughs> yeah. There's always a reason to need it. It feels more needed for state. It feels like they've been on a treadmill set to sixty, and and they've just been sprinting and you know twisting ankles the the entire time trying to keep up. At times they have. At times they've they've fallen on their face. Uh, I think they can beat Wake and Virginia Tech. I think they can beat Wake and Virginia Tech, which, by the way, are both on the road. I want to say coin flip, but that's a cop-out, so I'll say 51% cop, they'll make a bull. Okay. 51% they'll make a bull. But not a lot of – it's very similar. Not a lot of room for error there. Very, very, very little amounts of wiggle room. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away i don't think anyone is truly appreciating enough what adam thielen is doing this year and part of that is because it's kind of you know wrapped up in a pretty bad offense sandwich but he's a pretty darn good ingredient adam thielen is on pace to be one of the best wide receivers in the nfl this year full stop and it's not a small sample size it's six games it's only 17 game schedule it's six games Right, You're well past the quarter mark of the season, and he did it with a backup quarterback, Andy Dalton. He's done it with a rookie quarterback, Bryce Young. He, he's he's operated in some truly not great scenarios, and it's being almost washed over. He's basically on pace for 140 catches, 1,450 yards, and 11 and a half touchdowns, which last season would have led the league in receptions, been fifth in yards, and third in touchdowns. That's pretty good. He could come off the, that pace significantly and be one of the top three or four wide receivers in the NFL. And somehow it's being like swept under the rug with the justification of, well, he's the only option they have. And I'm going, that makes it more impressive. Yeah. Since when is putting up stats with a worse supporting cast less impressive? This is better than anything he did when he had Stefan Diggs on the other side in Minnesota, better than anything he did when he had Justin Jefferson on the other side in Minnesota, and you would think it's easier because then all the number one corners and safety help would have to be going to those guys. This is not just, oh, he's the only option for the Panthers. I guess that helps him get targets. I guess. They're going to pound the ball to him. Fine. Gets a lot of targets. 59 targets. That's a lot. 49 catches. It's 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 not being in it like in the NBA. If you score twenty points on thirty shots, that's not exciting. No, 
If you take 30 shots and you score 50 points, that's exciting. He's he's being efficient with the targets. Yes, he's getting a lot of targets. He's a volume shooter, but he's being efficient with the targets he's getting. Normally, with great volume comes less efficiency, right? If if you're catching four out of five targets every game, I mean, some logic might go like, all right, give him 20 targets a game, he'll catch 16. But it's like, no, actually, you know, the more you pepper a guy with targets, the less likely he is to keep up those efficiency stats. He's getting a ton of targets, and he's being efficient. Most of his best seasons, he didn't catch that percentage of his targets, and that's when he was not the main focus of the defense. That was when he had a more established quarterback for much of it. That was when, uh, quite frankly, it would have been easier to be efficient. Oh, and by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned this yet. He's 33 years old, and he's playing out of Minnesota for the first time in his career. That doesn't happen. And if it does happen, it's extremely rare and needs to be celebrated when it does. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you realize how ridiculous I felt? Yesterday we were talking about the, the, uh, the Panthers trade options, and I said there are two people that are untouchable. Bryce Young, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And Adam Thielen, that makes no sense. No, it doesn't. And the veteran who's definitely not going to be around for Bryce Young's prime, I'm calling him untouchable because of of how good he's been and how he has connected with Bryce in a way that makes me think he is aiding his value and aiding his development, even if he won't be here when Bryce Young is in his prime. I'm, I'm like, there's nobody that's boosted their value more over the last six games than Adam Thielen, mm-hmm. which means, I mean, that that in and of it's like sell high, right? All the logic says sell, and I'm going, no. No. He's getting open for Bryce Young. He's giving him somewhere to throw, and he's someone Bryce Young he trusts. And there's there's I don't know if there's anyone else in the offense that Bryce Young would like have, you know, babysit a, a child who means something to him, like a niece or something. Right. But Adam Thielen, that guy, you can watch him for a weekend. Like, he, he trusts the heck out of him. And he's and he's doing, like, it's, you know, it's not just the trust. It's not just that it's, it's being effective. It's not just the stats. It's the whole picture. Right? You know, I, I say often about Bryce Young, we know what it looks like when a good quarterback is in a bad offense, which is why I can do things like boost our Bryceometer up like on the positive side after a game that they lose 42-21 cuz I'm like no he looked like a good quarterback in a bad offense. Adam Thielen doesn't look like a a receiver being propped up by an offense that doesn't have, doesn't have anything else around him. He doesn't look like a, a receiver that's just doing it with volume. He looks like a good receiver. The best throw of the season for Bryce Young was it the 27-yarder to to Adam Thielen this past week where he was, his feet were moving, he threw it without uh, his, his shoulders square, it went over a defender, in front of a defender, it was perfectly dropped. I don't think it's a coincidence that Adam Thielen was on the receiving end of that. You could have got DeAndre Hopkins. You could have – like there's other number ones you could have gotten. I get it, and, and I still think they need help at wide receiver – 140 catches, 1,450 yards, 11 and a half touchdowns. That's the pace. And it's not like his stats are inflated by one big game where he had like 16 catches and 200 something yards. It's it's very and three touchdowns. 10 10 catches, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, like metronome. You're gonna you're gonna 
have a bunch of seven-yard catches. You're going to have a couple between 20 and 30, and you're going to do well in the red zone. You don't move on from that. Like, there, there's a good chance he's one of, if not the best free agent signing from this offseason, not just for the team. That's obvious. But for the league, that's that's more than just the situation. You know, this this is – I'm trying to think of a good example. Kurt Warner with the Cardinals, where it's like, I thought you were washed, weren't – oh, no, look, he's great again. Like – uh, Adam Thielen had two 1,000-yard seasons. We're talking like seven years ago. Since then, it's been 700 yards, 800 yards, 600 yards. He's got 509 yards through six games. Those boosts just don't happen out of nowhere. And he deserves his credit. Maybe he was being held back by Minnesota. Maybe Kirk wasn't getting him the ball enough. Kirk, what are you doing? Just throwing it to Justin Jefferson? Fine, that makes sense. Never mind. That 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 doesn't make sense. I mean, that tracks. That, that that's that's fair. Uh, <laughs> but still, Adam Thielen, I'm giving you your flowers. If even if the pace falls off, you're probably still a Pro Bowler already. And like you said, everyone else knows that he's the top guy. That's my point. Yeah, it's more he's impressive. Still producing. It's more impressive that you don't have other guys taking targets. Like, oh, that's all they have. They have to force it to him. Well, he's catching it, so he's. They're forcing it to him because he's open. I don't know if that's a force. Right? Sounds like they're they're throwing it to him, yes. Forcing it would be if he's covered and can't make the catch. Throwing it to him is when he's open. That's what they're doing. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 